I'm Ali and thank you for joining the People Puzzles podcast. Every episode we share stories, examples and our learnings to help you unravel the people puzzles in your business. I started People Puzzles over a decade ago because I really believe that when you have the right people doing the right stuff, your business can really thrive. And most business leaders really appreciate having a trusted people expert to help them get it right. I've worked with over 100 small and mid-sized businesses and at People Puzzles we have over 80 portfolio people directors helping businesses to thrive across the UK. We're going to spend the next 20 minutes or so talking about how to recruit the right people, hopefully providing some useful tips on setting your team up to succeed. So have you ever hired someone that you thought was going to be brilliant when you interviewed them? and then six months later you fired them because it isn't working. And if you're honest with yourself, could you see yourself picking out a CV with that same information and then running the same type of process and ending up with someone again you thought could do a great job, but actually you've ended up with another failed hire the next time around. It's tricky, isn't it? Because that wastes a whole load of time and effort and money and really does set us back. And the difference between going out and being able to find a star performer really quickly, that can really set our business on the path to success. So how do we hire better people? This week, I've got Sonia Belfield with me and she's a portfolio people director with People Puzzles. So Sonia, thanks for joining us today. Hi Ali, nice to join you. Brilliant. Can you kick off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I've got uh, a number of years at operating at board level, so 15 years focused on HR at board level. And within that time, I also held a non-exec role within the NHS. I'm a qualified mediator, qualified coach, and as all HR individuals, have many psychometrics under my belt. I have a special interest in neurodiversity. And two years ago, I completely changed the way I was living, changed my life, up sticks and moved to France, which is where I'm talking to you from now. Brilliant. And can you tell us also, what is it that you actually do for people puzzles? Because you work for us directly as well, don't you? I do. Um, But as you say, I'm a portfolio people director. So I work with many of the clients, but I also help people puzzles to recruit uh, potential portfolio HR people directors. Brilliant. So that's why I've got Sonia on today, because she doesn't just do this for our clients. She does it for us as well. So she um, is a true expert. So, Sonia, how and why did you get so interested in recruiting the right people? Well, it's a really interesting question, Ali. And um, I think it stems back to the fundamental. And I really genuinely mean this. that If you get the right people in your business, everything else is easy. And when you look at what we do as people directors, a lot of the time we're spending dealing with the result of not having the right people. So let's actually roll that back to the beginning and think about how do we get to the position where we're spending so much time developing people who are probably struggling in the wrong way or people issues such as grievances, disciplinaries, all those really negative things that unfortunately sometimes the people departments have to deal with. But if we roll that back to the beginning and we say, how have we got here? We've probably got there because we've not recruited the right individuals into the business. And um, 
I have a, I suppose I had a light bulb moment um, many years ago in a manufacturing industry where you hear so often from managers, they're just operators or, oh, it's okay. We'll just go and get an agency person for the day. It's not a problem. We'll, we'll fill the gap. Well, you're not filling a gap, are you? If you were just filling a gap, why have you got somebody there in the first place? You don't have gaps in businesses. You have roles that are fundamentally important to the way you operate. And if we take it back down to you know, the line operators, they're the most important people in the business. They're the ones that are making your product. They're the ones that actually that product's going to go to either your user or your client's user. They also have probably one of the biggest impacts on culture, because by virtue, there's a lot of them, engagement, profit, margin. And if you're promoting from that point in your business, which is a great thing to do, you can also start impacting leadership and the management. So if we take it down to the point of let's ensure we have the right people in the business at every level, then we're going to have great businesses. It's not about filling vacancies. And many years ago, I was a recruitment consultant, and that's what I did. I filled vacancies. But now I understand that actually it's not about filling a vacancy. It's about putting somebody into that business who's really going to help your business to, to succeed, whether it's the cleaner, the line operator, the call center operator, to the exec. It makes no difference. They are all equally important in the business. So let's start focusing on what starts to make a difference to the business. Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I've heard that my whole career in HR, let's just fill this vacancy, let's just fill this hole. And I've also heard the phrase, which I love, it's better to have a hole than an arsehole. And that's <laughs> yeah. the other side of it, isn't it? You know, what we really want to do is to go and hire stars, future promoted to manager people um people are going to make a significant difference in our business and that starts you know you sort of forget don't you that starts at at the every higher level and um you can't just go and pull from an agency it, it doesn't doesn't meet the long-term goal of the business no so, not at all not at all how has that changed your approach like what have you learned about how to do this all better Oh, well, <laughs> it's always a learning curve, Ali. I think we're constantly learning for a start. Um, but what's really important is truly understanding what you want. Now, when I say what you want, what really is the culture that you have in your business or what's the aspiration of culture? If you're going to recruit people who are your aspired culture and not where you really are, you're going to have differences. And going back to your starting statement, you know, have people worked out in the business within six months? It might not be their fault they've not worked out. You might have been recruiting somebody who fitted an aspiration of where you aren't even anywhere near now. And are you recruiting people to help you get out of a problem now? Or are you recruiting people to try and meet your strategy in two to three years time? And again, if it's the latter, are you in the right place as a business to be able to facilitate that individual? So let's start again by thinking, what do we really need when we go for that recruit? 
it shouldn't be line manager fills out an ATR and then everybody tootles off and does their bit within the process. What it should be is a discussion every time. What is this recruitment process going to be look like and what are we really after from this recruitment process? Where are we as a business? Where do we want to go? What are we trying to change? Are we trying to change nothing? All those questions should be asked virtually every single time you recruit. That then feeds into, are you doing your organisational capability reviews? Do you know what you need? And also, have you got what you need to get to the point that you need to get to? And there's a great book by Malcolm Gladwell, um, who's a, a really good um, psychologist called Talking with Strangers. And it's about really listening to what people are saying instead of actually listening to what we're saying about them. And it's a really interesting point when you look at recruiting. It goes back to your point of after six months, you're unfortunately you're going to have to exit somebody because they're not actually fitting where you want them to be. That's because we've probably put our perception or our thoughts on them whilst we're actually interviewing them and recruiting them. What we're not doing is really listening. So my element here is A, we really need to understand what the business needs, really understand where we are, where we're going, and can we facilitate that change? You know, sometimes we want this aspirational individual and it's great we find them but actually as a business you can't cope with it so let's look at what's that step journey we want to go on so we can really understand the type of individuals that we we need in the business and and as a kind of a subtopic there not all individuals should be in your business for life as their career they've got a time period within your career within your within their career in your business. So let's start with recognizing these types of things when we're recruiting as well. You're probably not recruiting for a lifetime career as an operator or call center operator or somebody who's a good steady pair of hands, absolutely. But if you're going to look at areas where there's change, whether culturally or, or like I say, strategically, the chances are what you have now may or may not be what you need in the future. I guess that's even more key if you are a rapidly growing business or you're embracing new technology. I mean, when I think about the clients that we work with, loads of them are in scale up or they're trying to access new markets, they're bringing new products out, they're developing their services. So actually, you know, the people they had in the business last year are, if they can grow with the business, great. But actually, we're going to be hiring different types of people going forwards all the time hence your suggestion and encouragement that you start with what do you really need with every vacancy because certainly say you're replacing someone that started here five years ago if you just dig out their job description you are literally setting yourself up to fail Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm working with a, a, a fledgling uh, company at the moment through People Puzzles, and it's a tech company. And um, we're looking for a sales manager. And we're having lots of those discussions that says, actually, you know, what we don't need is a sales manager who comes in and wants to build a team, wants the team around them. We're not at that point. We want a sales manager who's going to roll the sleeves up and go and sell. Now, two years later, 
we might need that person, you know, a person to run a team to be more strategic. That may or not, maybe, maybe or maybe not the same person. But what we're doing is having lots of conversations now about what we really need to move the business forward, acknowledging, as you say, that in a fast-growing business, that may be a very different person in a couple of years' time. Yeah, so we need to not think about what's already happened. We need to have a sort of 18-month to two-year time frame. And actually, the sort of things I'm hearing coming through is, one, it's that strategy about the role and the timing and and where they are today. Secondly, you talked a bit about um, the skills of a recruiter. And I know, obviously, you've got a background in recruitment, but actually, we need everyday managers who are recruiting to know how to ask great questions and know how to read between the lines and evaluate answers and see if that person is going to be a fit culturally and skills wise. And I guess the sort of summary of that is that all takes time. So you can't just um, hire from an agency because I need someone tomorrow. So how do you sort of set yourself up for success when everybody's busy, time's always pushed, and what you're saying is people need to spend more time on it, not less. Yeah, and I, I think my, always my sage advice there is, you know, again, we should be looking at the strategy, looking about where we need to go and start developing your talent pool. Start doing the work on what your talent pool is going to look like. Um, and, and for a, a, a young business, ex- uh, you know, especially, you want to get your brand out there. So look at how you're going to to get your brand into the market, start getting people interested, start connecting with people who you think are going to be of interest to you, the skills are going to be of interest to you moving forward. That then gives you relationships when you get to the point of needing people. It's so important that it's not a reactive um, process. You know, if if you're going to be looking for... I don't know, tech people, then start getting university relationships going. You know, start looking at where you want to be pulling people from and start getting those relationships going before you're desperate. And you all then all you do is phone an agency and go, I need an X. And an agency will go and find you an X. Um, But what you need should be doing is really, you know, starting starting looking at this from a strategic point of view whether again it's a you know a cleaner an operator doesn't matter who it is but look strategically about how you recruit how you're going to start building that talent pool and then giving yourself the opportunity for when your vacancies come up you can start you know being more thoughtful and mindful in the process there's nothing worse than feeling as though you are stuck and need to fill a gap um, because it will always put you on the back foot. And I'm not saying it doesn't work because sometimes you can find amazing people who are just, you know, timing is everything. And sometimes timing just works, but often you're going to be finding yourself in a little bit of a hole if you don't start looking at this from a more strategic point of view. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because if if a business owner came to you and said, I'm going to go and spend 50 grand on a new machine 
and I'm, I'm not going to spec it. I'm not going to look at what I need. I'm not going to look at the outputs. I'm just going to go down to my local DIY shop or my local machine shop and just buy what I can find on the shelf. That's a bit like just going to a recruiter and saying, who have you got? And we're, you know, we're sort of trained long term to think to be really clever about the other big business investments that we make and strategically plan around direction and um whereas with people because we can get a bum on a seat from a person who will you know specializes in finding us someone tomorrow or whenever it is it often misses those really important steps and just rolling back to what you said at the beginning when we find those brilliant people who are going to really be a great cultural fit and help us succeed we are not spending all of that time on managing difficult people or trying to motivate people or um which by the way is well that's a whole different thing about motivation theory can you even motivate people or are they <laughs> intrinsically motivated but you know you're you're it's not like you're um spending loads of extra time now and you don't get the reward for it you actually get the reward of the right person doing the right job and we all know the difference between what a poor performer can do for us and what our star performers it's you know it's something like 80 percent different effort and outcome yeah. isn't it so this isn't Absolutely. just a um a sort of spend time for no no benefit type of argument this is a spend time upstream because the results downstream are going to be completely different yeah absolutely and a great analogy about the uh, about the piece of equipment um because it is so true so true and um you know you can write a piece of equipment off quite quickly but you don't get that opportunity with people rightly so so it is important to just spend that time. You know, how many times do, I mean, I've done it myself years ago. I go phone an agency and go, I want to next. Oh, and can you send me CVs in two days? How can you possibly find the right person in two days? It's just, you know, I kind of look back and think, yeah, you know, the naivety of it, um, because somebody wants somebody now. Um, but I suppose that's what comes with um, experience, really, is knowing that actually, um, whilst it has a place, it's probably not always a good one. Yeah, we did a great exercise at People Puzzles the, the other day, actually. We did. Um, we looked at in five years' time, when we're turn turning over X, what will our senior leadership team look like? And how many people do we think we'll have in each team? So how many people in sales, in marketing, in finance, in ops, and how many people directors? And actually, we now have a rough idea of how many people in what areas we might need to hire year on year for the next five years. I mean, it's got its posh name, workforce planning. But actually, even in a mid-sized business, we're about 110, 120 people at the moment at People Puzzles. That just makes everybody's lives easier because we've got not a great deal of clarity, but our best guess on looking forwards, who we're going to need when. And then if we happen to come across someone amazing uh, between here and there, well, and as you say, starting to build those relationships, we've got a plan and plans change, which is fine, but at least we've got a plan. So I definitely feel that's given us a lot of confidence um, and a lot it's really dialed down that need to be reactive and panic higher than we've probably ever had before. So just yeah, sort of absolutely 
to sort of bring us into land, um, Sonia, can you give us a few top tips for business leaders who are thinking about recruiting the right people and, um, yeah, maybe some useful things that they can take away from today? Yeah, absolutely, Ali. Um, Firstly, really understand what you need from the role and what's important for your business now and in the future. And the two may be completely different things. All roles are important. If they weren't important, they shouldn't be there. So place importance on understanding requirements at all levels. Don't feel content that teams are filling vacancies. It's a great KPI to have. And that sounds wonderful when you can say, we filled five vacancies today. We've only got five left. Feel more content when you fill them with the right people. So don't always place um, too much reliance on time to fill number of vacancies because you know you can fill them with rubbish it's not going to do you any good spend time as a leadership team understanding what you need in terms of culture process leadership it's pretty hard to find the right people if you don't know what you truly need and then lastly and very much on your basis of workforce planning constantly review your organizational capability and review it against your, your strategy so you know what skills you need and you can take it to the next stage of your evolution and growth when you're ready. Brilliant. That's so helpful. Thank and you. So those are my top tips. I love it. That's brilliant. So there we go. Recruiting the right people isn't always super quick. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes strategic thinking. And I really hope that that's been helpful to you. And we'd love to hear from you if you are busy recruiting or you've got some top tips to share with us. And finally, um, do do have a look at the website at peoplepuzzles.co.uk. We've always got um, articles and case studies about how we've helped other businesses do this kind of thing and get in touch with us on LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, we, we love talking all things people and also particularly about how you help growing mid-sized businesses be more effective, um, be more profitable, be more successful for the good of everybody. So thanks very much. See you again next time. Mm-hmm.